Welcome to Never Not Creative. I'm Andy Wright, and this is episode 12 of our podcast. And this week, I reached out to someone I had a discussion with on Twitter. Normally, we speak in circles on the podcast of uh, very comfortable and people that we agree with and often share the same point of view, and we're all kind of one great big happy family in a big community. This week, though, I reached out to someone on Twitter who disagreed with me. Um, I'd written a tweet about internships and uh, I wanted to try and improve things, wanted to make sure that all interns got paid and I wrote a tweet about that and I heard from someone called Dean Jacobson who tweeted me and said, I think we're going to have to agree to disagree on this one. If there's a great opportunity for an internship and it's unpaid you should take it you should do everything you can to make the best of the opportunity and essentially that was kind of you know along the lines of of where uh, we're going from and I've certainly seen you know many people take their opportunities and do a great job um, and you know move on to paid roles and you know great careers Uh, and so I kind of understand where that's coming from but at the same time, I've seen people miss out and I've seen people who can't afford to take those paid opportunities. So I thought rather than ignore it and uh, you know stay in our comfortable social media bubble as we often uh, live our lives, I thought, well, let's, uh, let's have a proper chat. And so I invited Dean onto the podcast. Uh, he very uh, graciously accepted. Uh, we've been trying to tee this up for a little while now and so haven't been away and... Uh, you know, trying to find the right time. We eventually got to the point where we were able to have a conversation. And we had a great chat about what it was like starting out in the industry as a, as a creative. Um, Dean talks about his first opportunity and the fact that it was unpaid um, and almost, I think, kind of feeling guilty for, for being paid when it came to the point that actually a salary was on offer and on the table. Um, And I think this conversation I've split out across a couple of episodes. So this first part is all about just kind of setting some context, understanding um, the different types of internships, um, the experience that Dean had, trying to understand kind of where he's he's coming from, um, sharing some of my own experiences and and stories. And so this sort of sets us up for part two, which will come next week, uh, which should be about, you know, what, like, who's right? Does it matter? And are there like some solutions perhaps that we can start to table um, and that we can do something about? And so, yeah, this is episode 12. We're gonna be discussing the background on these internships and also one of the biggest themes that comes out of it, which is the benefit of hindsight. Um, Much easier to talk about these things and, uh, you know, as, as kind of, blissfully have them in the past of like oh this has made me who I am but are we doing enough to kind of let people know as they come into this industry and be prepared for the internships um, be prepared for what they're about to do and whether that is um, you know looking out for the good ones and making the most of the best opportunities but also looking out for the ones that might show up some red flags and and Dean certainly has some great advice uh, for people who are even thinking about doing an internship right now. So there's going to be much more to come on this topic. Uh, I'm not going to let it go. And um, 
I hope you join the debate and I'll uh, talk to you a little bit about that at the end of this episode. Okay, so welcome, Dean, to uh, the Never Not Creative podcast. Cool, thank you. Um, so we've actually never met apart from uh, a few minutes ago as we tested out the sound for this uh, recording, but we kind of know each other now through Twitter, which I think uh, all the best relationships start from Twitter. Um, but this one, I guess our, our relationship on Twitter didn't started with us not quite seeing eye to eye on something. Um, and so I have been on a bit of a crusade recently around internships and uh, whether they should be paid or not. And obviously I'd normally fall on the side of they should be paid. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I sent this, this tweet that I'm about to read out. Um, not long after I think an Agda event where we were, um, uh, we did like a speed dating thing with students um, and it was really interesting to kind of just get like 20 different perspectives on, um, on people coming into the industry. Um, and so I then, I then sent this um, tweet, <clears throat> which was, if you're a student, know this. You don't have to give away your time for free. Your time is worth something, not as much as it will be as you get more experience under your belt, but not as little as a bus ticket or the privilege of an employer on your CV. And I think I'd had a few conversations with people around this and... Um, you replied saying, um, uh, oh, what did I say? God, I don't, I don't even no, remember now. Don't worry, I got it all, got it all written down. <laughs> uh, you no, said they're very good tweets. There's a great app of the uh, no, I'm, no, I'm not doubting they're great tweets. I'm not doubting. <laughs> uh, there's a great app of the T Ferris show where guest Neil Strauss discusses his best investment time as an unpaid intern working for free, being totally exploited as a resource just to be around people who he admired, which in turn changed his life. Um, And then he said, I had a very similar experience doing an unpaid internship, which led to my current role. So I would have to disagree with you on this one. And to quote Carl Jung, there is no coming to consciousness without pain. And then began our um, our very uh, pleasant discussion, actually, on on kind of what was good and what was bad about um, internships. Yeah. So I thought it'd be really good actually before we sort of really get into discussing the internship stuff would be to understand better. Um, well, first off, you should introduce yourself properly. And uh, secondly, like how you got into the creative industry and also like what life was like as a, as a design student. Yeah. Okay. So, well, my name's Dean Jacobson, as we already know, and I work, obviously I did a um, bachelor in communication design back oh, many moons ago, uh, like 2010, I think I graduated or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then I spent a couple of months uh, applying for, you know, applying for jobs and, you know, that really wasn't working for me. And then so what I started doing, I started kind of freelancing and, you know, um, doing a bit of freelancing, just actually, you know, not having a clue what I was doing and, you know, drastically um, being underpaid doing that. And then I thought, well, this really isn't working. And so, and yeah, I mean, at the start, I was super skeptical of internships and I was kind of, you know, maybe coming from, you know, where you're coming at it now, where it's, I thought, you know, you definitely should be paid for work that you do. But I was at a point where I thought, well, I couldn't really work out why I really wasn't getting, you know, any jobs or anything like that. I was, 
you know, I was getting interviews, um, but yet, and people were telling me, you know, the IU oh, works great and all that kind of stuff, but yet I really wasn't getting, you know, <laughs> you know, I didn't have a job yet. So I was like, well, what am I going to do? I think maybe I should just give an internship a go. So I did a little bit of research. I looked at, a, you know, a bunch of studios and I found one that I thought kind of aligned with, you know, what I kind of wanted to do and, you know, for a career more so. Like I wanted to be in a studio that did a bit more visual merchandising and a bit more fashion kind of kind of stuff. So I applied for an internship at a studio called um, Qualia Creative. And, um, yeah, and they accepted me um, to do the internship. Um, but then once I, once I got there, uh, they told me that I was their first intern. So they didn't really have a clue exactly what they were doing. And I certainly didn't have a clue what I was doing. You know, like, yeah, when you, I mean, heaps of people have done internships. Um, you definitely know that it's super kind of uncomfortable, you know, thing to do because, you know, you're neither an employee, you know, and, you know, you're kind of in this no man's land and you don't, you know, necessarily want to be too eager and speak up and kind of bug them to do things, yet you can't just kind of sit there and, twiddle your thumbs and do nothing or else, you know, you're really not going to get anything out of it. So, um, and when I first went there, it was kind of leading towards the end of the year. So they didn't really, um, you know, have a lot for me to do. So I was kind of, was just kind of sitting around and doing a bit of general research and things like that. But, um, you know, at the time I was kind of just happy to really, um, you know, be doing something. And eventually my internship turned into like a part-time position where they started paying me i'm guessing because once i started doing a bit more like real work like real paying working on real paying jobs um you know they decided to to start paying me so that was good but i mean i think i did i was probably doing it unpaid for at least you know two months um at least three days a week or something like that so that's essentially how yeah i got into the industry and yeah that's yeah that's kind of how that happened um so so that's really interesting the the bit that um i find really interesting about that is you there was almost like a marked difference you said between when you were doing the internship um which was kind of you know you said you were maybe doing a bit of research there and around and then when you started doing work that then basically you got your position to be, to a kind of part-time paid role was there a real difference in the type of work you were doing when you did that? I suppose um, my initial answer then that I gave you was maybe a bit of a ramble and yeah, I probably should have made that really clear. I, <laughs> I was doing real work, like real world work, but it maybe got to a point where I was probably doing the work faster and I was working a lot more efficiently and, you know, um, things like that. So maybe, you know, that's when they decided to start paying me or maybe, um, and it's, it's actually kind of hard to say. I really haven't thought about it. So that's why it was interesting when you sent me through some of these questions and some of the things we're going to be discussing in this podcast. I'd never really actually sat to think about even like, why did they start even paying me? I just never even thought about it up until now. Um, yeah. But I'm not entirely sure. I think maybe uh, it's weird. Like, yeah, did maybe they just... It or did they initiate it? No, I didn't initiate it at all. That's the thing. Um, he just said, I remember um, uh, one of the directors just um, came up to me one day and he said, um, we're, we're going to start paying you. And I was like, oh, wow. And I think at that time I was like, do you know, am I really even 
doing anything to worse to be paid. Cause I mean, honestly, at the start, like I honestly thought I was so terrible at the job at doing it. I just thought, you know, you know, I, when I look back at now, I wouldn't pay me to be honest, but um, that's not, you know, that's not everyone's scenario, you know, um, but I kind of feel like I was a little bit hopeless in the beginning. Um, I mean, I was just more so it was maybe my attitude towards the internship. Like I was super eager to learn. I was just wanting to do anything and everything. I mean, um, I, even, you know, the menial tasks, which is, you know, people are like, that's a, a big no, no, if you're doing manual tasks in an internship, you know, you should, that's kind of a red flag and you should probably get out of there. But I mean, in the real world, sometimes, you know, you have to do, you know, those tasks, you know, someone's got to take out the rubbish and clean the dishes and do things like that. Not that I was doing a lot, but I mean, I was happy to really do anything, to be honest. Like um, there was one time we were a bit quiet and we needed another desk. And so they had like these custom made desks in the studio. And then I spent like a week building a desk, like, just really <laughs> random things that had to be, you know, just had to be done. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. were they, so first contentious point probably, uh, were they things that really somebody should have been paid to do? Like they had to be done. So they, they would have been done normally by an employee, I guess. Yeah, d definitely. So, um, yeah. some of them, yes, some of them, no, uh, yeah, definitely some of the stuff I would have done, uh, you know, an employee would have, would normally do. Um, but they definitely wouldn't be taking as long as I did to do it. That's for sure. Um, yep. Like some of the stuff I would think back um, to what I was doing, you know, like a three-page DL brochure, you know, back in the day that just took me forever. I could spend like three days on it. And now it would be like, you know, do that in an hour or something like that. So, um, yeah, so... Yes, I think I think I'd say yeah that uh, you know um, it's probably stuff that you know you could have an employee do. Yeah, yeah, right. And it sounds like I'm so obviously it was probably stuff that they had been paid to do as well. I guess. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but like you, I, I think the point you make is really clear. Like there is, and I, and I think this is again like it's this sort of where does internships start versus paid work and. Like I, I definitely believe, and, I, and in fact, even when I've seen people come out of university and I know in previous businesses, we've gone, you know, like literally they're in their first year of work and they've gone, geez, they want how much? And you're quite surprised. Um, yeah. But then, you know, one, they're getting that money in places. Um, and two, I guess, you know, you're, you're paid for what you're able to do. And so, you know, if you are performing a task that is, um, normally performed by something that should be paid for, then I kind of see that you should get money for that. But I also see it as it has to be in um, sync with like your experience and your expertise. Just like you said, like if you can, if you can create something in a few hours versus something that's going to take you three days, well then there is kind of a value to the work, which is, is much more in sync with um, how long it takes to do and your experience that you bring to it. Um, which also has to carry on, by the way, like the other side of the scale, you know, as you get, as you become, you know, a, a mega designer and incredibly awarded, the money should go up even, even further. Um, and you could argue on the other end of that scale, actually, the design, the, like the creative profession actually struggles to get beyond a certain, a certain point as well, which I, I find quite interesting. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, at that stage, it was more so, 
you know, I was really valuing, you know, um, you know, getting money from the internship didn't affect its value as a relevant, you know, meaningful experience to mm. me, really. I mean, it's a subjective, whatever you find is meaningful, but even just um, being there and, and being mentored and all those kinds of things that are just, um, and I think that's where I still find this, this gray area with internships where, yes, definitely I do agree that there is, you know, a lot of bad internships out there. I mean, you see all these, you know, these <clears throat> terrible ads people post on Twitter with, with memes, you know, po- well, along with memes with, you know, eyes rolling and saying, oh, you know, unpaid internship again, yeah. blah, 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 blah. You know, the majority of those you can kind of see and go, okay, they're obviously kind of really slimy and, you know, they've got red flags all through them. Yeah, so I, I still think, you know, there's this, like, this narrow band of internships which are still good and unpaid, like these little these little nuggets that are still good. And, you know, if you can you can get a good one in probably more so a smaller studio, really, because then you're going to be probably mentored by someone. Yeah. And I've been thinking about it this week more so, and maybe, you know, the mentoring part of it is a really, you know, a really big factor of it. And, um, yeah, I think, you know, that might be one of the things that I got the most out of it maybe was the mentoring and really from that building, you know, self-confidence, which is mm. a really big thing. It's it's like, it's, it's kind of weird. It's like, um, you know, there's really, you know, the, all the obvious things of, you know, an internship, you know, to get the extra line on your resume and all, all that kind of stuff, all the stuff we know and to get a leg up on, you know, your peers and all those bits and pieces. But I think, you know, there's a lot of less obvious bits which are probably the more valuable, like like I just said, like the self-confidence part of it, which, you know, in turn is going to help you, you know, when you're going for interviews, you're going to be, you know, more assure yourself and more assertive and all these kinds of things. So, yeah, so that was a bit of a tangent, but um, yeah. No, I think it's, I mean, I, I do definitely believe there are people that come into this and businesses that come into this with the correct intention, right? Which is they, it's almost like in some cases, I think, and I know, like I know this from a few people that the intention is to give back, right? Like you want to give someone yeah. a start in the industry you want to mentor them, you want to show them kind of like that they can get ahead quicker um, as a result of kind of, you know, spending time with you, you teaching the ropes. And it's, and it's even as the person doing the mentoring, it's incredibly rewarding. Um, and, yeah, yeah. but there, then there is the other side, which is, and I don't know whether we say that, you know, there are kind of bad people out there whose intention is to exploit but there are definitely people out there whose whose intention is to kind of go, well, you know what, We've, we're we're absolutely smashed, um, and actually, you know what, an intern could do that. Uh, why don't we you know, get one in, and you know, they can they can do that. And it's basically backfilling work which they're getting paid for. And the fact is that if they are smashed, then revenue is going to be pretty good, um, and they're not having to pay someone as a as a result. And I think that, you know, obviously that's the bit where I kind of always get my back up because that means then that it, it is kind of exploitative and it is taking the piss and it's kind of teaching people that, you know, certainly the, the, the other people that I worry about is people coming into the industry who are kind of taught that the, one of the first things that they're doing is giving their work away for free. And our industry has a massive issue with giving work away for free or undervalued as it is. And so I, I kind of try and trace it back to this point where, well, geez, we, we, we stick, we take people out of unis and, and doing that. 
Um, and we and we have people in universities doing that. Um, and I, there is a there's quite a clear line. Like you actually don't have to pay someone who is um, doing their internship as part of their degree or their course. Um, mm -hmm. But it it kind of just it sets the wrong tone for me. I, I, I find it quite quite worrying. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. Like I like to believe people you know are inherently good and you know driven by good to do good things, but also, it's kind of a, it's a strange one where, like, when, when we've had in, interns, and not, not that we take on many interns whatsoever, like, mm -hmm. the, you know, this year, I think we've only had one, and it was for a week or something like that, and it was probably part of their course or something like that. But when, when we take on interns, we usually take them towards, like, the end of the year and times when we're not busy. Like, we would never take on an intern when we're crazy busy, like, when we're getting smashed. It's just, it would just, I just wouldn't work. Like, yeah. For, for one, we would never, and again, like, I mean, for, you know, we, we don't rely on interns, you know, to, to get work done in those kind of high pressure scenarios when we really got to get something out. Um, it's, yeah. And I mean, for these other people that are doing this, it's kind of strange. I'm, I'm guessing they're getting, you know, highly capable interns to do this work, which, you know, some, some interns really are, some aren't. Um, yeah. It, it's, it is strange why, you would want to do that and another thing that, that that i think when you know um someone's in there and they're you know busting their ass for free um you know are they i'll just be kind of thinking because in my my internship it the money actually kind of complicated things a bit and that's actually when it kind of got a bit weird for me personally um when that was kind of introduced and it was like there was you know, even more gray area around it. It's like, well, how much do I get paid? When do I get paid? It's like this, just this, you know, this weird scenario. Um, and it's, you know, it's the total unknown. It's like, I, you know, you don't even know how to deal with it really. But yeah. if I was, you know, in a, in a really you know, slimy agency and I'm working for free and, and I'm realizing these things, I think I would, you know, I'd kind of, you know, stand up and say something or mm -hmm. I would do something about it. You know, I think I'm, um, you know, an internship, you know, you're not, you're not shuffled to a desk or anything like that. You know, you can just, you can just leave. And I guess, you know, the cat argument to that is, you know, yeah, some people wouldn't do that because, you know, they're worried about not getting, you know, the recommendation on their CV or whatever there is. But yeah, that's, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a strange one. So did, did they give you, um, <clears throat> when they said, hey, we want to pay you, did they give you a contract at the same time? No, no, there's no contract. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, and I, guess, I mean, because like, that does create some, I've, I've actually, I was in that situation, not in the creative industry, where, um, and this was many years ago, where I, I think it was like my first ever job. I was um, working for a friend of a friend who lived like around the corner from us at home, and it was landscape gardening. And I worked all summer without knowing, like six weeks, all summer without knowing what I was going to get paid. And then at the end of the six weeks, um, I got my paycheck and it was incredibly underwhelming. It was £1.50 an hour. And then oh, wow. after that, I did it again the next summer, stupidly. Uh, I did quite, I quite enjoyed it because it was a bit of fun and like the people, there was always, you know, banter and jokes and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah. I got the, the, I said, oh, I will come back next year, but um, I, I need to be paid more than £1.50. And they said, yes. And I went, okay. And I even remember like halfway through asking, like, 
all right, so I just wanted to check, like, how much more than £1.50 is it likely to be? And they said, oh, yeah, don't worry, we'll look after you. Got to the end of the summer, £1.60 an hour. <laughs> it was just... Yeah, it was such a yes, terrible experience. And it taught me a lot, he, obviously. There's a great life lesson there. Um, yeah, exactly, yeah. But yeah, when, I mean, when there yeah. isn't something in place, it's really hard to know. Like, I can imagine like, that situation would have been awkward because there's not a contract. You don't necessarily know how much you're going to get. You don't know when you're going to get it, um, which is, yeah, which must be weird. Like, you don't want to upset or, or kind of rock the boat because you know you've got money coming at some point. Uh, but... Yeah, at the same time, it must be very awkward. Yeah, I mean, like you bring up a good point there. Like, you know, if you if you don't ask, you shall not receive. Which is, I mean, this this is probably the problem for a lot of interns. Which again comes from doing the internship, which I found, you know, like learning pretty much the most versatile skill you can learn, being like self confidence is. You know, a lot of interns come in, you know, not really having a plan whatsoever of even why they're even doing the internship to begin with, or maybe they're just thinking, sure, this is going to get me, you know, this is going to end, the end result is really just, you know, a job. They're not really thinking about, you know, um, yeah, just just the experience of it really. And um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, we, I lost not, much. Either. It's been a long day. I keep losing my train of thought. That's right. Like, we, there's plenty to talk about. The, um the thing i find interesting about that is that the do and you kind of pointed to it then like i had to learn that life lesson you learned mm-hmm. your life lesson the note the thing that you said about carl young was there is no coming to consciousness without pain and there's no doubt that you know like we're taught to and more and more so actually i think we're taught to make mistakes and that it'll be okay and as long as you learn from them and so is part of this like is, is it actually good that there isn't that much preparation by universities putting or, or <clears throat> um, schools putting people out um, and saying look here's how you make money here's how you ask for money um, and all that kind of stuff and actually the best way to learn is to have that either awkward or terrible first experience um, and then move on from there do we have to go through that yeah, that's, this is one of the things that, I mean, I might just backtrack a little bit to think, to think back, like where, you know, internships originally kind of came from, because originally, you know, they're from like, um, you know, the medical world, like way back in like the 1970s, where, you know, um, you know, they did it for doctors and then they, you know, then they changed it to differentiate, um, you know, they no longer use the term internship anymore and they replace it with residency you know, to differentiate medical, you know, internships from those in other fields. And then later on, um, universities started integrating internships and, you know, into undergraduate curriculums and so on to, you know, to give students real, real world experiences. So it is, it's kind of a strange one because, I mean, obviously I'm not comparing it to doctors, like designers aren't doctors, <laughs> but <laughs> it's a strange one where, like, it, I mean, that is a really necessary thing, you know, like I, I don't want a doctor who's thrown out of uni working on me, like that's, you know that's that's obviously not ideal and that's yeah and i mean that's why and again like yeah thinking about university courses nowadays how like my course didn't really you know enforce you to do you know an internship anywhere on your break like on my breaks i was like i can't wait to get out of here and you know like go traveling overseas or something like that like i wasn't thinking about doing an internship but i really don't remember it being a thing that they were telling us to do which Mm. um 
which is strange, um, you know, because, I mean, that would have saved me, you know, <laughs> you know, a lot of time. It would have been great to just, you know, get that, you know, that real-world experience and kind of break that glass ceiling a bit to really, like, what's, what's really out there and how does it all really work because it's, it's so totally different from university. Like, university, you don't have, like, painful clients and, you know, it's just so much that's different. Like, yeah, it's... Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we certainly... I, I certainly see students more and more uh, are encouraged to do internships. Um, and, you know, in many cases, that's actually part of their curriculum. Um, okay, yeah. You know, and we actually have a, uh, we have a de uh, engineer developer um, intern here at Streamtime um, who yeah. is here for six months um, and we pay, we pay him. It's part of his, he's, he's on, a, on, on his course. Um, so I don't, I actually, strictly speaking, I don't think we have to, um, then there is this, yeah. So, so they're kind of, you know, they're, they're taught to do that. They are meant to do that, but then there's, there's not much else. Like I certainly in the interns I've seen come through, um, agencies I've worked at, I've never really seen a great kind of engagement with the institution itself. You know, like you'd be lucky to get a visit from the lecturer. There's maybe a piece of paper to fill out at the end. Um, yeah. I, I don't, I haven't seen anything that suggests like here are all the things you should go and try and learn at your internship. Um, you know, mm. from, from everything from like how to fit in, how to contribute to the culture, um, you know, soft skills, hard skills, how a business works, how to just actually ask questions um, and when to ask questions and when to listen. Like, I, I don't see a lot of that being done. Um, then, but then, I mean, there are other, I should, uh, I'll do a quick shout out to um, the Foundry in Tassie. And I've been working with Matt Leach at the moment. And he's just put into one of their courses, like how to run a project, how to cost a job, how to get paid how to have the conversations with a client, all incredibly practical. And we've been sort of been, I've been doing um, or just started doing a lecture once a week and, and kind of then using <clears throat> stream time as a backup to um, show how all that stuff works and that, you know, all of the students have it um, for free to be able to use to understand how to run things better. Um, and that, But that is a real outlier. Like, I don't think, as far as I know, and I did sort of ask Matt, we, we weren't aware of anyone else that's kind of helping people get into that point where they, you know, can very quickly get into understanding the value of their work. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. My, my university course, you know, taught me nothing about business. And that's when I came straight out of university thinking that oh, I'll just freelance, not having mm -hmm. a clue what to do. And I mean, when you just listed all those things, it's then like, for me, that's like, you've seen that Elmo meme, yeah, where he's like looking at the explosion, like the nuclear bomb going off behind him. <laughs> Have you yeah. seen that meme? You know that meme where it's like mind blown? It's like, that's yeah. like, that's what should be happening. That's, I mean, that's what universities really should be teaching is all that kind of stuff. Like, that just makes sense. Um, yeah, like I'm, I'm also, I was just amazed. Gonna, sorry, go on. Oh, sorry, I was just going to say, um, with that Carl Jung quote, I was going to say, like, it, it sounds very extreme and I, 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 I didn't mean for it to sound kind of harsh <laughs> in that context, but I just think, um, and more to what I was like, what I should kind of maybe just define that a little bit better, just so, um, you know, people aren't just saying, you know, it's not just, you know, you can't go through pain. It's, mm -hmm. it's more, um, you know, I, I think I've got a little thing here. So it's like, 
people will kind of do anything no matter how absurd in order to avoid, you know, facing their own souls. One does not become enlightened by imagining figures of light, but by making the darkness conscious. So it's more like, you know, that, you know, the hero myth, which is, you know, in like a trope in like so many films, which is, you know, you go out there, you confront the dragon, you take the gold and you share it with community. Um, it's more so that's kind of more, more to what I was alluding to. It's like, you know, uh, kind of saying that, you know, it does kind of suck and, you know, I mean, you know, it's hard and it's difficult, but the best thing you can do is make, you know, the darkness conscious and, you know, fate, you know, confront the dragon because, you know, you can bring home the gold and it's going to be great at the end of the day. Well, hopefully it's, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm more so I was coming at, um, you know, with that quote. Yeah. And I, I mean, I so think I just want to make that true because it, it, it kind of sounds really harsh when I read it. I'm like, when you read it back out, I was like, well, that sounds like it sounds kind of brutal, but it's, it's yeah, like we have to whip into it when hit. they come in. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, it's, it's not me. Yeah, exactly. It's just, um, you know, it's that classic hero myth, which is like, yeah. I mean, you think of any film, I don't know, like, uh, I think of like Jaws, you seen Jaws? Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, everyone's seen Jaws, you know, like, you know, you know, the, the sheriff comes into like, he's from New York. He comes to like this little paradise beach town, you know, and all of a sudden there's like a, you know, a giant killer shark, you know, threatening the people and eating people. And, you know, he has to kind of, you know, step up and, and kind of confront it head on, even not having a clue what he's doing, you know? So, you know, he brings in, you know, um, you know, he brings in people to help him and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, that's kind of like a trope that's in like a lot of films anyway. It's like one that I enjoy, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I sort of totally get it. Um, yeah. Uh, so, so there's another side of all of this, which is, you know, I think like we, I think we kind of agree that the, you know, if it's in, if there's good intentions, if it is people trying to give back, if it includes mentoring, if it's like the people offering the internship want for, with, with the complete best intent and the, and the complete kind of best will in the world for the, for the intern to succeed and to be in a better position as a result of the internship of, of which we know there are people out there who want that. Um, then yeah. I think that's really, that's really good. And then obviously we've talked about the fact that, you know, there are maybe other people out there that are not really that fast. See this as a, as a chance to kind of fill a gap and um, you know, as a result, it's, it's not great for the, for the intern and they, they don't really come out of it with, with much more gained. Um, but then there's a whole other sort of, subsection of this which is the people who just can't afford to do a free internship so yeah. it's actually you know you just can't you, you've you've come out of uni um the tuition fees and, and you know now in fact are, are more than ever the if you're renting the prices of of houses are high um or apartments or whatever they're, they're big never cost of living always has as always has gone up so you're kind of like you're coming out anyway with with some debt. Um, you're coming out maybe not being able to live in the places that are giving you these opportunities to work for free. So you know, in Sydney and Melbourne definitely in terms of two of the perhaps more kind of design capitals in in Australia or creative capitals. Um, and so there are people who are just going to miss out. Um, what is that right? Is it just tough? No, is it just, you know what? You're going to have to go without eating for a few weeks and, uh, and you'll get your free internship and maybe you'll come through and, you know, the pain will have been worth it. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's a hard one. Like, um, oh, I don't know if this is going to sound super harsh or not, but it's, I mean, 
I mean, everyone has these stories, like we talked about in our tweets, like, you know, everyone go, everyone's had like the struggle and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I, I definitely went through this struggle. Like I moved back in with my parents to make my internship happen. And I was earning like little to no money, but I wasn't starving. So to get to a point where you're starving, I guess would be pretty extreme. Um, yeah, but you yeah, have to, one, but... I guess, to move in with your parents. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I did have that opportunity. You. Yeah. So yeah, so I suppose you so if you're paying rent and you're living in a share house with like ten other people or whatever ridiculous. Um, oops, sorry, phone's ringing. Um, yeah, it's a hard one. Yeah, I, I'm just trying to think of. I didn't I mean, really have for me, that's the hard one because I actually have like someone's told me that story. Um, a member of the community who's kind of messaged me privately and, and has told me the fact that you know they've done a lot of they, and a point that we'll come back to I think is is length of internship, but had had been working at a place for I think even two or three months um, without pay, and they kept kind of extending it, um, and it got to the point where they just couldn't like they were trying to live in Sydney. Um, they just couldn't live in Sydney anymore. Um, had to move away, like um, I think like an hour and a half down the coast. Um, and yeah. then, you know, it brings into the fact that you can't afford to commute every day. And so move back in with parents, get a job that's nothing to do with the creative industry. Um, and like suddenly we've just lost someone from the, the community. Um, and yeah, it's because they... They didn't get the chance. You know, that, that kind of I mean, for, internship wasn't available. If, if I was personally in that so that situation where it was just like I was so dirt poor that where it just couldn't happen whatsoever, I had no savings behind me whatsoever, it just couldn't happen, couldn't even do a week, mm. I'd probably just change my search to paid-only internships. Or, you know, that would be the first, number one. Mm. But then number two would be I would definitely be like if you're not going in and negotiating how long this thing's going to be, like that's crazy. Like mm. you definitely want to work out how long it's going to be and if it's manageable to do. And yeah, that's kind of where I would start, I guess. Um, so that's interesting. That's where you would start in hindsight, <laughs> right? Because that's, in hindsight, in hindsight. yeah, like you, um, yeah, your internship was kind of almost the same thing. It's just that you had, you know, you were lucky enough to move back in with your parents and be supported. Which, which, which was over an hour and a half commute yeah yeah, <laughs> but, yeah i mean that's right, yeah. Be, not a big deal like yeah it's yeah i mean that that's that's you know that that sucks that situation um yeah i mean yeah i don't really have a great solution for that <laughs> for that one really but, well um, i think but the just kind of talked about the solution a little bit which is you know you just gave great advice for someone who's in that situation but they don't get it right like they don't get it as part of their yeah education. i mean that, i mean that's I mean, yeah, I, a lot member of, of anything yeah exactly i mean a lot of this stuff is like just kind of um really working at red flags for you know people who want to do internships really it's like a nice like i would have loved to have some kind of you know say never not creative was around when i before i started my internship and you had like a really nice list of red flags for me to look out for and like, that would have been so super helpful but i think yeah, I mean, it's hard because, I mean, I remember when I generally started, I just thought this is something that I kind of have to do and I just threw myself into it. I didn't really think, it, you know, I wasn't thinking about it too much. I was just thinking I need to do this to get, to get a job. That was all I was thinking. I wasn't really thinking, well, this is a career that I want and do I really want to be, you know, going 
you know, working with this studio and, you know, their values. And I didn't think of any of this stuff. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, that, that situation sucks, but I mean, um, again, it falls a bit on, I mean, again, I don't, I don't want this to sound harsh about that, but it kind of falls a bit onto, you know, your personal responsibility of, you know, you've got to work this stuff out sometimes and go, well, that's not manageable for me. And, mm. you know, to, you know, talk to the people and go, you know, this, if they just keep extending it, you're like, well, no, <laughs> it's just yeah. not happening anymore. You know, like, I'm- Hope you enjoyed this episode. It's, there's obviously more to come. Uh, there's a part two of this discussion where we talk much more about the, the solutions. Um, I certainly enjoyed not just talking to people that are going to constantly uh, agree and um, that we're all kind of comfortable in our own um, beliefs. And so it's great to, to kind of have Dean talk about the different ways. And I think, to be honest, you know, in reality, we only really vary on a, a one slight thing. Um, and so yeah it's been really good to have this this conversation if you want to join the conversation reach out on twitter um so obviously you can hit us at nvr not creative or myself at ad righty a-d-w-r-i-g-h-t-y um of course the other best place really to come and have this conversation is in the facebook group uh, so just search for never not creative on facebook um nevernotcreative.org of course where we'll probably be writing a little bit more about this and you know that's where the action will start to happen and where we might start to produce some resources I think on this subject again if you like the podcast please share it with your friends colleagues social media it'd be great to uh, get it out there improve the reach We're already getting some great numbers would love to get more people um, we passed the 400 mark on an episode recently which was fantastic so yeah please help get it out um, please share it and stay tuned for the second part of this chat which will come next week <laughs>